We always say we don't have enough time in a day, but if you really think about, you know, if we're standing in the kitchen ready to cook our food, but if we're scrolling through social media, like you waste 10 minutes like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's learning how to just knock out everything on that checklist and then maybe going to social media or whatever it is you choose to do, but it's just prioritizing. Yeah, because if you have to read 10 pages, work out twice, I mean, your, your calendar's definitely something yeah. that you need to think about. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. All right, Robert, we are back with another monthly coaches education podcast. You're the featured coach. This actually kind of uh, rounds out our six coaches, and then we'll start back in July um, with this, the rotation again. So right. you drew, you remember you drew the number six. I did draw on number six. So, uh, okay, what are we going to talk about today? What have you been kind of uh, thinking about? What do you want to share with the members? So I think my big thing was, you know, it was really a tough uh, category to try to think about what I wanted to talk about. Uh, after thinking long and hard, it made me realize maybe it wasn't so hard after all. And it's just thinking about me trying or attempting the 75 hard. Uh, challenge which we actually talked a little bit about this with Brandon mm -hmm. on his podcast which was about the power of community and kind of doing things with other people but can you kind of refresh people's mind of what 75 hard was kind of how you decided to do it like what is the framework of that so the 75 hard is more of a I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily say fitness or nutrition I think it's more of a habit challenge creating a healthy habit challenge. So for 75 consecutive days, you have to uh, take a progress pick, drink a uh, gallon of water a day, follow a nutrition plan, stay with it. So no eating out, um, no cheat meals, stick with that. Uh, work out a minimum at least twice a day for 45 minutes. Uh, one workout's gotta be outside, one workout inside. Uh, and the workouts can be, you know, uh, anything from stretching, yoga, things along those lines, uh, and then reading a minimal of 10 pages in a book a day. So if you do, if you check all those boxes for 75 days, then you've completed it. You've completed it. Absolutely. And when were you going to, or I guess, give me the background, like what led you to dis decide I want to do this? Um, so my big thing is trying something new, always trying to figure out what I can do that's new and challenging for me. I know we put members through a lot as far as with six-week challenge or pushing them to attempt new fitness goals. And so for me, it was more so of let me try to do something for me so that way we can – it just shows members that I'm not just doing this. Like when we push them, we're not just doing it for them. We're also doing it for ourselves to push ourselves. Uh, and then after seeing our Rory McKernan – do it on his and saw that he had great results i was like well let me give it a shot i want to see what i can do and so that kind yeah. of motivated me to go towards that direction okay so when did you start i started april was it fourth april 4th okay uh and we're now we're in, we're in june so i guess what are we how, how are we going to educate the members today what did you learn from that so um for those that know me very well, which is mostly the 9.30 noon class, they know that every Friday I 
you know, kind of disclose what I'm eating for that day. It's more of my cheat day <laughs> or cheat meal. Um, and so they're always excited about it. So for that, <laughs> so for at least the first month of that, they were pretty bored with it. Cause I didn't have anything. I was like, it was chicken, rice and Brussels sprouts. Like that was my meal. So, um, it, it was, it was one of those that I know I kind of bummed everybody on for a little bit there, but, uh, I think what helped really helped me was just establishing new habits. Uh, creating new habits, uh, prioritizing things, learning how to prioritize your day. You know, we always say we don't have enough time in a day, but if you really think about, you know, if we're standing in the kitchen ready to cook our food, but if we're scrolling through social media, like you waste 10 minutes like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's learning how to just knock out everything on that checklist and then maybe going to social media or whatever it is you choose to do, but it's just Prioritizing yeah, because if you have to read ten pages, work out twice. I mean, your your calendar is definitely yeah, something that you need to absolutely. think about. And I think when people do a six week challenge, there's a similar adjustment needed to meal prep or to work out more often. You know, if you're going to maximize that, absolutely. So, what? Uh, how long did you make it? Because I think spoiler alert. You know, <laughs> part of what you're going to share today is kind of what you learned in just starting it, but but also what you learned in maybe not necessarily needing to finish it. So, unfortunately, I did not make it the full 75 days. Uh, I made it 25 days. Uh, 33%. 33%. You know, I'll take it. But, I mean, I, I honestly learned so much. Um, I think the biggest thing of all, though, was, like, my nutrition. Just, I thought I had solid nutrition. Um, but then never, I never really, when I followed with the RP app, RP diet app, I realized that I was actually taking in more fats than I needed to. And so I wasn't really at the time following through with it a hundred percent. I had the app, you know, I was logging things in, but I never really realized not all my meals were meeting my macros. Um, so then it made me really get a better understanding of as far as what I was taking in and, you know, how many, how much fats or proteins there are in certain meats. Like I know Turkey, I realized like I love I love turkey, and I realized it was a lean protein, but there's a lot of fat in turkey for me. Mm-hmm. So I can't have a whole lot of turkey meat. Um, and then it was just, it was really eye-opening, to be honest, to say the least. What, what were the biggest adjustments that it caused you to make? Because I think what sometimes people will say is like, well, you know, especially talking about the coaches and the staff, or even, you know, if, you know, somebody who's already got a lot of healthy habits is like, I'm going to do a six week challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like, what are you going to change? Right. So it's right. like, but you're, what you're saying is, you know, that you had obviously some weaknesses in your diet or maybe that were exposed. Like, what would you say, apart from just the fat being exposed, like, what were some of the bigger changes for you in that? trial period or 25 days um i think some of the biggest changes bigger changes were just eating more consistently especially on the weekends you know on the weekends we all tend to deviate from our nutrition just because it's the weekend we're like hey it's the weekend we don't we don't care saturday sunday let's do pizza and you know whatever Mm -hmm. else maybe but we're actually sticking to it so from monday literally through sunday i had my nutrition and i stayed with it and it just, it made me, there were so many things that came from that. And of course, within the first two weeks, you're not, 
you're not noticing these effects, but you notice you're getting some unwanted cravings. So you're starting to crave the sweets. You're starting to crave wanting to eat out just because your body's used to that. And now I'm having to adjust to not eat that. So what did I do to help prevent these cravings? Well, for sweets, I leaned more towards more fruit. I incorporated more fruit into my nutrition so that way it could, t- you know, kind of take away that craving for sweets. Um, I started drinking more sparkling water. Um, just I had more water in general, but it was just there was a lot of things I was noticing. I was able to start supplementing for these unwanted cravings and for uh, just adjusting my body to this new style. So what do you think like a member or somebody who's listening to podcasts can take away from that? Like what is something that you know they can um understand that can apply to kind of their current circumstances i think one of the biggest things they can apply is just finding it's just finding something that they really enjoy and again for me it was incorporating fruits into my nutrition but fruits held a lot of carbs so i was able to you know cut back on the carbs as far as for my food and then incorporate the fruit and that that would kind of fill in the extra carbs that I needed for the day. So I think it's just trying to find a fruit or something that you really enjoy and just incorporate that into that craving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll actually help and go a long way. And I never used to do that. Now, you had some pretty cool measurable data on your whoop. I did. Um, that, you know, before you started 75 hard, and this is, you know, your uh, subjective view, like how how – would you say your diet was on a zero to a hundred? Like, so how, what would you score it? I mean, I would probably do like maybe 80% good okay. and then maybe 20% Perfect. bad. And, and you in a measurable piece on the, the whoop is kind of like your HRV. Right. And, um, and, and that is dictated by rest, by workouts, heart rate. Um, what else goes your, into- your nervous system? Like, okay. All and that's impacted. your average HRV before 75 hard was what? It was, uh, for HRV, it was 38. Okay. And then you started 75 hard, and what changes did you see? So uh, in the month of April, my HRV went from a 38 to a 40. So uh, it increased a little bit. It increased by 5%. But then after April and then going into May, it went up to 52, which was... Uh, 30% increase. And that was when you stopped doing 75 hard or were you at the end? So of I think in May. You had like a little bit. I, of- I think I stopped like maybe the first two weeks in, but still maintained everything as far as like nutrition, drank a ton of water. So hydration was really key. Um, we limited eating out to just once a week. So my nutrition probably went to like maybe. I don't know if between 90, 95 and then like just so a small what that percentage. number tells you is probably the habits, right? That mm-hmm. you were doing through the 75 hard really made a difference. Absolutely. And then now have you dropped back to 38 since you stopped or were? No, I mean, I'm still showing great HRV. Um, now, of course, keep in mind that this past week has been Memorial Day weekend, and so you know um, a lot of people go camping. And there's a lot of things that t- that are you know uh, taken into factor whenever you're uh, trying to go off your HRV or your um, resting heart rate. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the resting heart rate was also really good. What uh, was that? Before? So before 75 hard, I was at 63 beats per minute. Okay, that was resting. 
uh, month of April, I dropped to 62. Okay, so nothing too crazy. But then in the month of May, I went down to 59. So I had a plus yeah. five increase from Yeah, the and you know, month. it's interesting. I love that you bring that up because the HRV might be something that not many people are familiar with because mm-hmm. it's unique to WHOOP. But resting heart rate is something that everybody's familiar with, right? I mean, right. I remember being a kid and you have your two fingers on your wrist or yeah. your throat basically and checking how many beats you do in 10 seconds multiplied by six or however you do it. <laughs> and But resting heart rate is so key because somebody might look at like, okay, 63 to 59 or 58 – that's per minute, mm-hmm. right? Per hour, that's, you know, 240 less beats yes. per day, right? And we want resting heart rate low, right? right? And that's why I would say exercise is so beneficial because if it's harder for you to do everyday activities, yes, then your body's working harder, mm-hmm. your heart rate, heart's working harder, it's wearing you down long term, right? So for you to have a low rushing heart rate is key. And and diet obviously plays into factor. Exercise plays into factor. And it's just neat that those factors or those data points, even for somebody who is healthy, mm-hmm. changed for the positive. Oh, and absolutely. And since you stopped 25 hard, has it maintained at 58, 59? So it has maintained. Um, I think, and that's I, I think something that's motivated me to keep going because I've always heard that, you know, it's, when you work out hard or you strain, your body goes through all this strain, it is going to have a typically higher heart rate just, you know, as far as recovery goes and trying to get back to uh, its normal levels. Of course, certain things are going to go out of whack. But I think in doing so, and like you said, focusing on this nutrition, dialing in on your nutrition, dialing in on hydration, like all that played a huge role in keeping everything level. Mm-hmm. Um keeping everything right where it needs to be or at lower levels and it's just amazing to see that and i'm someone that's i love reading data so seeing this just it kind of triggered something in my mind to just want to keep going yeah it affirms you that what you're doing is working absolutely yes um okay let's talk a little bit about the i'm going to call it the non-data material and i'm going to call it the psychology Mm mm-hmm I'm going to call it the mental uh, state of, number one, you started something that you fully intended on doing, but you mm-hmm. did not finish. Right. And you seem to be okay with that, right? It's right. almost like I trained for a marathon, but I didn't do the marathon, right? Right. But how did that go for you? Like, just like, you know, and think about sometimes people starting a fitness journey, and and quitting or stopping right yeah and i just want you to speak to kind of how you handled that so i think some of this ties into um when i was you know in the coast guard uh i learned some of the stuff i've learned over time and uh, some of it that's helped stay with me i think it's just learning that it's not really failure exactly um yeah i didn't finish the 75 hard but i didn't consider that a failure uh i didn't consider me a quitter it was just one of those that's like i felt like it started pushing me to do something that i really didn't want to do is being forced to do something uh when it comes to fitness and nutrition 
you know, as coaches, some, sometimes that's just calloused in our minds to work out and to eat right. But when you're being forced to do something, and even on days where you don't want to, which days you don't want to, they always say those are the best times to do something. But me personally, I don't think so. I think uh, mentally being stable and recovery, I think, is, big, is the biggest key to happiness. So just because I stopped, I didn't let that impact me overall as a person. I know that personally I may have let some people down, but at the same time, it's this is me, this is my body, and this is kind of my happiness. And if it's going to impact me, it's most likely going to impact everyone else, and I can't let that happen. So for not to not complete that 75 hard, I was okay with it. Like There was no regret. There was no what-ifs. It was one of those that maybe I'll come back to it. But for now, I think this is a good stopping point, and it's just time to move on. And okay, so I'm gonna tie this in because I think it'll it'll play nicely to people listening who work out at the gym. You know, so what I really think you did, Robert, because obviously your data and you know the proves this, and what I'm gonna call is the following thirty plus days beyond day thirty three or whatever day we're on now, right? Mm-hmm. What you did is you scaled the program to fit you. Exactly. So you started it as prescribed mm-hmm. thirty three days. And then you realize like man, this as prescribed is really not complementary to my life. Yeah. And complementary to my goals. Right. So I'm going to scale this and still make progress, but not do it as prescribed. And it, 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 would that be accurate? That's because you're still yeah. on a version of it. Absolutely. You know, the, the, again, you're, 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 you've made changes, you've made adjustments, your data is showing that. And I think that is exactly what people need, need to do at the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Whether you are doing a CrossFit program and maybe the workouts like doing them as rx is not complementary to your life and yes actually you know something that you don't need to do maybe you need to scale those workouts right and, right and kind of you know a little plug for the shift in programming giving people the opportunity to adjust maybe even movements or yeah. you know the versions of the workouts that we program to better fit that how they feel that day yes and there's some days that i don't need to do that workout the way it is and the downshift might be exactly what i need yeah and you know, the only reason I would do it as prescribed is my ego mm-hmm. that might not be the best thing for my body. Kind of going back and saying like the 75 hard, the only reason you maybe would have finished is your pride and, you know, right. but might not be the best thing for you and those you love or people who are you're around because you'd be grumpy and moody and <laughs> who knows what else. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, um, but it also applies to when people do a six week challenge. And I think that's the beauty of having a coach on a six week challenge. Cause what happens is you get the prescribed version, mm-hmm. but then the coach scales it and adjusts it for you during that six weeks. Oh yeah. You know, and it, and what you did as a coach is kind of did that for yourself. Yeah. It's, uh, I think honestly you hit the nail on the head with that one. It was, I made it, I adjusted the 75 hard to my standard. I adjusted it to me. Um, you're right. I'm still, Drinking a gallon of water a day. Uh, I've incorporated more meditation now. I meditate at least 10 minutes a day every day. If I don't do it during the day, then I do it at night, right, when I'm going to bed. Um, 
you know, I work out daily, but, you know, occasionally I do take that day off and I work on mobility, but it's, it's something for me. This is for what fits me, my routine, my day, and it's not any added stress. I'm not stressing that I'm going to go have a cheat meal Friday evening or Monday or Saturday because at the end of the day, I'm still going to eat great the rest of the day or yeah. whatever we have at home. So. And it's sustainable. It's very you know, sustainable. And one thing that whether it's a 75 hard or, you know, a six week challenge, you know, and I've always said the six week challenge is great because it shows you what's capable and what's possible Mm -hmm. in six weeks, you know, but the goal of the six week challenge, and we have a lot of people that continue with the continued nutrition coaching beyond the six week challenge, but it's to figure out, okay, we did this thing. Now let's figure out what's sustainable. You know, and that's kind of what you did on your own, right? That, is yeah, that's exactly what I did. I think uh, another thing is just also, you know, also what I tell people about CrossFit is, for CrossFit, we we look at longevity. You know, we want to make sure we're moving the best we can um, for as long as we can, and doing this as long as we can. I think yesterday when you're talking about like uh, Rich Froning and some of these guys in the games right now that are hitting that you know, mid thirties or whatever, forties, they're going to have to face that hard reality of maybe one day they can't do this. And eventually I'll face it too. And we're all going to face that. But for now it's like, I want to make sure long-term I can do this for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And if nutrition and all these adjustments is what's going to help me do this, then I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I can, because I want to make sure I take every day uh, in this gym. I want to take it for granted. I want to be out there working out as hard as I can every single day. Uh, training, training and coaching members every single day for as long as I can. So all of this is one of those that I'm just for my happiness and you know it's knowing that it's not going to be a forever thing. I'm taking every bit of it. For yeah. Um, so one of the final questions: How has this experience uh, influenced the way you do personal training or even coaching? Um. So it's just understanding making it more relatable to what the person or members want um and trying to understand that being forced to do something against your will is not ever a fun task or a fun thing to do so i try to make it more enjoyable or try to you know i am the coach and i am the trainer but sometimes i'm like well what do you want to do tell me what you want to do i understand that i'm the coach or trainer and i'm supposed to have these ideas but sometimes it's great to hear what you want to do so that way i can program that for you and you're going to be happy and i'll be happy and at the end of the day everyone's going to be happy and it's just it's just finding that common ground kind of not having that rigid which again the 75 heart is kind of rigid and Uh, yeah you know more so having the flex you know and, and i've said this too like especially with exercise like i think crossfit's great sometimes because it does make you do what you don't want to do but you know if it's just not fun you're gonna quit doing it yeah you know and and we want exercise and nutrition you know it's like what what is neat i always say it's way it's a much better idea when it's your idea Mm -hmm. you know if if i can the obvious thing if somebody's drinking soft drinks right you shouldn't drink soft drinks right you know, but if I can get them to scale back or if I can have them, you know, really mindful of that. Yeah. 
and and sometimes it might be don't drink soft drinks anymore if depending on the relationship depending on the you know goals but at the same time it's a much better idea for them to stop drinking soft drinks when it's their idea yeah and and most of the time that comes like with you like oh my goodness my resting heart rate's going down oh my goodness my hrv's going up oh my goodness maybe water's helping maybe this is helping you know what i mean and that's kind of the journey that we're all on and so having that balance of leading people but allowing them to kind of also have a little bit of feeling like, yeah. like they are influencing. I them. think it's okay to think for yourself. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, man, thanks, Robert. Yeah, awesome job. Congrats. Thanks. It sounds like the 75 hard was a really very good learning experience and kind of still having lasting effects. Absolutely. All right, appreciate you sharing. Right, thanks, Charlie. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.